Is it? Is it? That works? Uh, sure. Yeah, okay. All right. So, interesting side note. Uh, you can only join a broadcast, apparently, if you hold your phone in landscape mode. That makes sense. I mean, I get it. No, it doesn't. No, I it mean, doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. That's weird. Hold on. Now I've got a can you can a... can you hear this? Nope. I do not hear your ambient noise, but I need mm-hmm. to find more light. More light. More. Yeah, if you try really I'm hard, you to can get make my it... headphones to work, and they're not working. I was gonna say I can hear you fine. Yeah, oh, but I, I want to use the floor like a madman. Uh, I think, whatever. This thing's purposely, I can hear it like jump, jumping over to my headphones for a split second and it jumps off. So, fuck it. Whatever. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My favorite part of our show is that you have all of this technology at your fingertips and no way to actually And none of it ever it. works, yeah. Not not once. No. What's funny is uh, I'm debuting a new microphone and stand for the read pile tomorrow. Yeah. And I consciously said I don't want to do that for Team Hammerfist for one reason. It requires me to open the door to my office again, and I just can't do that again this week so quickly. I just... I hate working from home. <laughs> it is the worst goddamn experience I've ever had in my life. I've, I've done it I, a few times, and I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Like No, no. I love being home. I don't particularly, I mean, if I, I, I feel if I had the choice between being at home and being at, in, you know, Winter Park at a desk, just going... Well, yeah, but, like, work is supposed to be, like, trudging. Like, there is there is supposed to be a lot of, ugh, I'm at work. Yeah. And it's hard to have, ugh, I'm at work when I'm sitting in a gaming chair uh, and I uh, am, you know, 26 centimeters away from my PS4 and I'm supposed to say, ugh, I'm at work. Yeah. But also, I've got 900 comic books behind me that I can read at any yeah, time. No, like, yeah, that's my it's, sanctuary. It's, ugh, I'm at work with you know, my loved ones and my, some of my favorite people yeah. in the entire world. Ugh, I'm at work. Yeah. There's it's my child true. and, you know, my wife and, and all of our cats. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, it's a weird sort of it, the, 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 the dichotomy of it. I can understand. I want to use a big word, but that's fine. Yeah. You used it well, well enough. All right. Enough bullshit. Enough bullshit. Now on to the bullshit. On to the bullshit. I am Sussman, Rick Sussman, joined as always by the incomparable American dadass, Jesse Long, as we take turns sipping what is probably too weak coffee for our two old bodies. Yes, and I made this uh, too long ago, so now it is just sort of like lukewarm. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm going to say right now... Um, our, our, uh, as as has been the past few episodes, this episode has been brought to you by our friends at COVID. Um, and uh, so I am, and I, I'm really ready, if anything, this is the most important thing. I'm ready for COVID to be over just so I can actually be inside with you because yeah. instead of 
in my garage in the 46 degree weather with 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 my blankie um and uh, in a beach chair in my garage uh, do i want to ask why you didn't just go to your wife and say hey honey i'm gonna broadcast the show inside this week because it's goddamn freezing out there rick i'm gonna tell you a secret she's a secret. okay <laughs> While that may or may not be the case, I I know for a fact you don't live in a one-bedroom flat and you're not like, you know, like a, a, some sort of Oliver Twist character where you're all huddled together or like some sort of Wonka-esque multi-person bed is not happening. I, I know that is a fact. So I'm going I'm, to assume there is more than one bedroom in your house. This is true. I could always kick my boys out and use their bedroom and then we can... Or, or hear me out on this, perhaps use a living room or a dining room. Oh, no, 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 no. That's that's where the people are. There's too many people in those rooms. There's too... You don't want to be where the people are, Jesse. <laughs> I'm saying if we use my boys' rooms, we, uh, uh, my boys' room, we can, you know, it could be like, you know, I can, they can show off like Ninjago Legos and all the, that kind of fun shit. So there we go. I like whenever you get nervous, you just take another sip of coffee. Like I'm, yeah, gonna, I know. I'm gonna use that as a signal. Party about to like here. So, <laughs> all right. This week's episode, as Jesse Long has mentioned, is brought to you by our friends at COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen, stay your ass inside. Uh, we also are going to be talking this week about the fact that we haven't had a show since November. This was actually planned. Uh, it was just because holiday season always is a bit of a, a chore for Jesse and I. Uh, Jesse, of course, has a large family. I have a severe lack of caring about the holidays. So those two things combine yep. together for a lot of disinterest. It's synergy. There is a lot of synergy. Jesse is really excited to be at home with his family, and I'm really excited that I don't have to work. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of positives happening at all times. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, we've had a lot happen in the world of not just pro wrestling, but in the world of pop culture. Uh, WandaVision debuted yesterday yeah. to a bunch of people saying that's a TV show. Way to go. Uh, and very little else. So that uh, that is a I, concern. I watched it and I very much enjoyed it. I have no fucking idea what's going on, but that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of have an idea of what's going on, but um, yeah, it, it we'll, was good. We'll get we'll get to we'll get to app based viewing pleasures much later on in the show. Uh, the biggest news, of course, uh, for our circle of friends is the untimely and completely unexpected passing of yeah. one uh, John Hoover Brody Lee. I even mentioned this on, on the read pile when it happened. Uh, because it permeated into comic book nerdetry, into wrestling Twitter. Everyone felt this man's passing, a true passing of a modern giant, both in stature and in person. And that is sort of where I wanted our discussion of this uh, to fall. I don't want to get into speculation of how or why, yeah. because quite frankly, it's not our place. And it wasn't our place three weeks ago. No. It certainly isn't our place today. No. The I, interesting I, I, thing to me... Yeah, that'll be... Um, about this. That'll be what? my sort of combo what's pissing me off what did i learn this week uh, okay fair enough well what i think is truly remarkable about the life of john huber Brody lee luke harper what have you uh big rig is that whenever someone dies in pro wrestling you you know you get a ton of people who show up at the funeral or in front of a camera to say lots of really lovely things yeah. uh if you watch uh the fantastic um 
uh, Dark Side of the Ring uh, uh, event uh, on Vice, you even get uh, Fatu talking ever so lovingly about Jimmy Snuka, to which everyone watching goes, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But the thing about John Huber's passing was not that everyone had something nice to say, is that no one had anything negative to say. And the the one thing that I took away from this more than anything was John did not really put his pro wrestling career in that high of a standard. He, he was a very good pro wrestler. He was a potential main eventer if it ever got around to it at some point. But he was just happy to be a dude who collected his paycheck. And I love all the stories of, of his friends ending their statements with him by saying, him telling them, okay, goodbye forever. And then he would go be with his family. Yeah. And there was something very genuine. Like I understood a guy looking at some of his best friends and being like, I'll never see you again. Goodbye. <laughs> and then taking off. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it, that, I, 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 that is unseen in this industry. That is unheard of. Yeah. Jesse. No, no, I agree. Um, I, I, if, if obviously it's not a positive thing that he's dead, but if, you know, the positives coming out, it's just the, yeah, the, the, the sort of unity that you've seen in wrestling and everybody's, you know, that nobody, not a single person has been like, yeah, well, you know, he kind of, he didn't give me a good tip one time at a, at a steak and <laughs> shit. So, you know, fuck that guy. You know, like every, everything has been the most, you know, incredibly positive. He's been, he was a sweet guy. He was a really nice guy. Obviously he cared a lot about his family. Um, you know, it, it, he he touched a lot of lives in a positive way, um, and you know, like then you can and some of the more recent stuff you hear, like he was he was pushing for a lot of some of like the Dark Order members in AEW. Not just you know, it wasn't just about him. He like you know, guys like people like Anna J. He would like push for them to you know, it it, it just seemed like a fucking amazing person. Um, it, it's, well, nothing, it's just nothing to me was more telling. Yeah, it's it's truly heartbreaking. It's also it's also like there's a line from a Kanye West song about roses. Nobody gets the flowers while you can still smell them. Yeah, that doesn't appear to be the case for this gentleman, though. No, um, the outpouring of emotion, specifically by Big E on Twitter, mm-hmm. was twofold. It was beautiful and it was gut wrenching. Mm-hmm. And the idea that this big, huge human being saw like somebody have a bad match or was complaining on Twitter about not having a good time and would randomly just text people. Somebody got their bell rung. I forget the exact story, but somebody got their bell rung really bad in a match. And John would text them and say, Hey man, you know, this is John. I saw you had a really tough match. I just wanted to check and make sure you were okay. Yeah. And you you just, you read these stories. You're like, Holy shit. Nobody. I don't even do this with people. I know. Like, and it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, this this guy really was a good person. And it sucks mm-hmm. that he died at 41. But look, I, I have terrible news. People die. It is not yeah. good most, more often than not. No. And the only positive that you can take from someone's passing is if they made such an impact on your life. And I wish I had, a, you know, we had we had very, very, very few interactions when he was in the WWE. I mean, literally, I walked by him, and that was the majority of what I knew about John. But the people yeah. I know who are incredibly close to him 
have mm. endless stories, things I can't repeat. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, but just endless stories about how amazing of a human being this was. And damn, yeah. man, that sucks. Yeah, no, I, um, I don't think you're Facebook friends with them, but I'm friends, I'm, but I'm friends, uh, Facebook friends. I don't want to say like, oh, we're really close friends. Oh, we're, we're super close buddies. Yeah, we're super close. Uh, but he was a, a friend that I made in wrestling over the past few years. Uh, and now we're, and we're still Facebook friends. Uh, this guy, Dan, he, I don't know. You might remember Dan. He was a referee, um, from like locally. Um, and I, and I didn't realize like he and his, like his wife and Brody's wife were like best friends and the, and his Dan's daughter and, and like Brody's like youngest kid, they were like best friends. And so like, it was like, it was, you know, just to see, and, and I mean, it was really sad to like watch, obviously, you know, it's sad regardless if you have any sort of tangential connection to it, but you know, just to watch the, you know, the, the real heartbreak of it was, that was, that was tough. It was really sad. And you know, like it, it hit his, you know, it's like his daughter's like four or five or something like that. And it hit her really hard. And it was just, it was just really tragic. So, we're going to dovetail that a little bit into our next topic, and you're going to see how it sort of rolls yeah. in. Um, AEW. Oh, I, I was going to say yeah, one thing. I will give credit. I, I feel like both companies handle it. Like, obviously, AEW's handled it, like, amazingly. They treated him like he was, you know. Well, well hang on, hang on. I, I know okay. where you're going with this. Just bear with me. I'm going to set you up. Right. So uh, we saw AEW do something that the WWE has never done. Uh, well, that's not true. They used to do it a lot more, but then Chris Benoit murdered his family, uh, which is lean into the passing of a mm -hmm. uh, contemporary. And they yeah. didn't just lean into it. They made an entire event about it. We saw this for Owen Hart to a lesser degree. Um, Owen's death was tragic. And then Vince was like, all right, everybody, let's let's get out there. At least yeah. with AEW. Oh, goes on, took, like, pal. Yeah, come on, pal, get out there and tell everybody about your brother falling to his death. Ah! Um, but with AEW, they booked the show mm -hmm. very literally around celebrating his life. Uh, yeah. Minus One is now one of the best characters in the history yeah. of pro wrestling. Uh, I and, say, yeah, and The closest thing they did was Eddie dying, but even then, it wasn't like they did a Latino Heat-themed episode of, of Raw. Like, you right. know, but there was obviously lots of mentioning and you know like chavo got to have a big moment you know and those kinds of things but even that like aew leaned all the way in and i i think that that you had to do that um obviously as we mentioned this man was universally beloved and i think more than just a tribute video they really gave not just the fans but the family and the and the brotherhood and sisterhood of pro wrestlers in aew yeah. And in the WWE who watched it and were commenting on it on social media, they gave everybody that, that moment to just sit there and be sad that a person has left us, but be glad that they were here to begin with. And this is where I think you wanted to pick up and talk well, about. Yeah, I was just going to say how like, like, AEW did such a good job handling it. You know, like they, they did like the whole like, Brody Lee themed episode, essentially. Um, and I, I honestly, you know, like we, we dunk on WWE constantly. That's like the, it's like the nucleus of our show. Um, but <laughs> the, I, I think WWE handled it honestly, perfectly fine. Um, yeah, there was some people like, <laughs> people were complaining on the internet about it, but like, I, quite honestly, I don't know how the hell WWE is supposed to handle that. This is right. the only time that I can think of that a living 
active wrestler has gone to their competition and died. That yeah. I, I mean, like, what, what is, I can't see WWE, WWE is in kind of a weird spot. Like, they wouldn't have been able, like, they can't do a Luke Harper tribute show, you know, like, they, or they, I mean, they could. I mean, obviously, it's their fucking company. Well, they, they, they were definitely within their power to do that, yeah. but I don't think that would have been fair. No. What AEW and WWE did here is they both sort of looked at each other, and WWE said, you guys are going to handle this, right? And AEW says, yeah, we've got this. And they said, okay, we're going to do a little something, because obviously he was a big part of our family, yeah. too. And they say, yeah, absolutely, but we've got, you know, like, yeah. it's yeah, like the, WWE the after they did things, you know, like they did, like, it's Monday, you know what that means. And, like, Drew did the, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, the little things, which is fine. I mean, like, honestly, I mean. Xavier doing the. Yeah. And then and the, we can't, so can't right. base the next two months off of just Brody Lee references. It can't, you know, like, that. you can't just keep on. You got to move on at some point. It's also not healthy, you know, let. And, and it, it's healthy to, it's healthy to grieve. But it's yeah. also healthy to move on. It, it's important. Yeah. Um, I think the WWE did everything in this situation as best as they conceivably could. Yeah. Um, I think it was good for AEW to take the lead. And, and I, I, I hearken it to, I've been to a lot of funerals now, not more than I care to admit. But the actual funeral is held usually inside of like a, a church or some place where everyone gathers. And then you all go have cake and ice cream and food. And it was like the WWE handled the food. Yeah. And AEW did everything else. Yeah. But this leads us to our next topic. How do you fix what is happening in the world wrestling entertainment uh, industry uh, of WWE, WWFE, WWWWWE? Yeah, the WWE really fucked it up. Just like, you can't, it used to be able to say, in the world wrestling federation. Now it's in the world wrestling entertainment. In the world of wrestling entertainment. Yeah. We're making movies, pal. <laughs> we, we tell stories. These are stories yeah. that we're telling. Stories. Characters are welcome. So you put this on here. Obviously, you have a lot to talk about. I, I, well, I, what I, I is it even, that you want to say? I don't know if I even have a lot to talk about. I just, this probably, and this is also like a two-week-old topic that I put down. Um, but I, I just... I, Again, I wanted to circling back around to like the, the the recurring theme that's happening on our show is the fact that something is wrong in the WWE. Like, there's okay, SmackDown is fine. Like, uh, SmackDown's doing good for the most part. You know, like there's there's good stuff. You know, like Roman Reigns, oh, Roman and you know Shinsuke's, you know, yeah, yeah all like happy, yay, we're yay. Um, but. On the whole, the WWE is still mostly unwatchable. It's it's pretty. I mean, look, you're you're tap dancing around it. I can tell you what the problem is. It's very obvious. Yes, you ain't got no damn fans. Yeah, you're you're. I mean, you, we. So my job, I was very lucky. We never shut down at my job. We we yeah. plowed through. Every time a stimulus comes through, I try and immediately put that money back into the community because I actually don't need it. Mm. Um, with this next round, with this most recent round, my wife and I upgraded and got ourselves a brand new washing machine. She's over the moon about it. You know, we're stimulating the economy, all this other stuff. We're yeah. not sitting on the money. We don't need it. But even then, my boss and my boss's boss and everybody who works in and around me, we're all just sort of looking at each other like, 
And, you know, we touched on it at the start of the show. We're all working from home. There is no office and no one in my company and specifically no one in the WWE has really taken a moment to just sort of say, you know, we've, we're charging through, we're charging through, but there's a fucking pandemic that's killed 2 million people as of yesterday. And I know, oh, there's 7 billion. Okay, well, I'm fairly confident. I don't have my calculator to do the math, but I believe 1% of 7 billion is 1 million. I think. I might be wrong. I don't know. But 2 million people, another 4 million people die, and that's the Holocaust. Yeah. So we're we're essentially one-fourth a Holocaust into the pandemic. Yeah. So if we're looking at what is considered the most horrific event in human history, the Holocaust, yeah. um, we're, we're, we're barreling towards that number on, on a planet-wide scale. And I think that's what you're, you're starting to just see wrestlers just give up. And I don't mean that they're stopping to work as hard. They're working harder than ever. Yeah. I, at what point do you expect them to just act like nothing is wrong? Yeah, uh, it's, it's tough. And I, I don't know how you handle that. I mean, like, I don't know how you move forward. And then, you know, you hear like Drew, the, the WWE champion has COVID-19. And that means he was at the PC when everybody else was there. And, you know, the, they're, they're still, you know, and 71-year-old Ric Flair is still there, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know how you, how you handle that as a, you know, a live entertainment company that produces live, in another way, I, I don't know how, it's short, uh, I don't know how you do that. I don't know, you can't, I don't know if you can just stop. I, I it, you know, devil's advocate, I don't, can the WWE just stop? Because I don't think they can. Well, they put everybody in the same. It wasn't the performance that it was the Thunderdome, but oh, you're right. Yeah, they put they put everybody in the same house, and that's a problem. Yeah, they should should be able to instantly contact trace anyone who is within six feet of Drew McIntyre. And realistically speaking, if you have a centerpiece of your show test positive, then his entire influence tested positive, uh, and their entire influence, and you should should take two weeks off and say, that's it. We have to shut down for two weeks. Or at the very least, you can contact trace. That's how it's supposed to work. So like maybe you contact trace all the way out to the fact that like most of NXT wasn't exposed. Or you just bring up the Evolve boys or something. Or you ring up a whole bunch of like one-time use guys. Yeah. And you're like, hey, fellas, we've got two weeks of alternative programming and you just have to come clean. But that's sort of... That's sort of the like the what you're grasping at there is like well, what does the WWE do right now? Well, there was there was a, a time uh, where buildings were flow were were crashed into by people in airplanes where the WWE changed its programming for about two weeks because of it. Yeah, you can do it. You're the one of the biggest entertainment companies on the face of God's creation. You can do it. And I think what you're seeing, Jesse, and what you can't put your finger on is that nobody just wants to say, okay, this is bad. Yeah. This is really bad. And then, yeah, you look over at AEW and, you know, there's a lot of mm, stuff happening there and you're you're not too sure about what it is. What you're seeing, what I think you're seeing is you are having a tough time separating 
you know, it used to be really fun to be like, okay, what's pro wrestling? And then what's the shoot? What's the work? What's yeah. the shoot? And every now and again, you would get in, you would get in that little, that little sweet spot where you, you knew it was a work, but you also were told it was a shoot, but you're like, yeah, let's watch this. This is good. Yeah. Now everything's a shirt. Now everything's a shoot and you want it to be a work again and yeah. you just can't do it. Yeah. No, I think, I think you kind of hit it the nail on the head. I, it's just, <sighs> this, that's, that's a good, that's a good noise for it. It's just, yeah. No, and, and it's definitely both sides, you know, like we had Drew this past week, but then, you know, you find out that Chris Jericho tested positive in September, and he may or may not have, he says he quarantined for 10 days, but he's also a Trump supporter. When? <laughs> when, when? When did this quarantine happen? Show me on the doll where the quarantine <laughs> happened. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, exactly. Now, this, this, this also bleeds into our next topic a little bit, um, actually a lot of it, um, I know it's going to sound a little weird, but just go with me. Uh, this week on Wrestling Twitter, <laughs> we had we had one T-Bar uh, who uh, pronounces his regular name for me, Jesse. It's Dominic Dijakovic. Well, that was his Dominic name. I think his, yeah. I guess so now is, but I don't know if it was his real name, but his name before coming to NXT and becoming Dominic Dijakovic was Donovan Dijak. I believe. Dijak. That's how I know him. I know him as Dijak. Yeah. Okay. So T-Bar yeah. uh, got on uh, social media and yeah. shot off his I, I, I don't want to think about retribution at all. Just, uh... You have to say it right. Yeah. You got to say it. You, like, you have to, like, pop out your mouth up or it doesn't work. <laughs> We'll go right into Nixon, right into Futurama Nixon. It's just a straight line yeah. from saying retribution to Futurama Nixon. Yeah. No spacing, just straight across. Um, retribution. That's that's not bad. Charles. That's not bad. No, no. Charleston <laughs> Chew. Charleston Chew. Um, what was it? Spiro Agnew, body of Agnew. Yeah, body is the body of Spiro Agnew. So so yes, um, T Bar. Uh, got on social media, and half of what he said in his angry Twitter post, I actually agree with. Uh, I like when wrestlers get pissed about other wrestlers stealing their shit. It's just something that tickles me. Yeah. Because the I grew up in the 90s watching Nova, uh, Supernova, on ECW event, invent every single move in pro wrestling <laughs> ever. So whenever a wrestler shows up, I'm like, well, that guy stole my finish. I'm like, oh, word, you invented the Fez Press. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a lot of this in um, entertainment. So, like, do you remember Spartacus Blood and Sand? I do remember remember it being a thing when we worked at Movie Stop together, yes. So um, the second season takes place in the past where, like, because the main star had leukemia. Yeah, I do remember, yeah, like, sort of pivot real quick. But in the second, in the middle of the second season, the, one of the guys who looks like, for all intents and purposes, young Shawn Michaels, yeah. gets into a street fight. And remember, this is ancient, you know, ancient Greece, right? And he busts out a uh, a flying arm bar into a triangle choke. And I'm just like, my guy, Brazil was not even a state at this point. Like, it wasn't even a country. Like, yeah. You can't do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And, and then I said that joke. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 
I said that joke to somebody at at uh, at the jungle, right? Yeah. And they were like, well, "Yeah, but I mean, like, can you really say that Hoist Gracie was the guy to first throw his legs around another dude's head and like turn it into a triangle?" And I'm like, throughout human history, I bet you that's been tried before. That's probably a good point. Yeah. So I love whenever wrestlers get really pissy about their moves. Oh yeah. And I'm just like. Tell me more about how you invented a fireman's carry into a knee lift. Yeah. Tell me more about this. It, what? Yeah. The, what's the the move? Is a sent? What's? Isn't it? How? Is it's it a fireman's carry into a DDT position that ends with a rising knee lift. Okay. So it's basically just a variation on the go to sleep. Yeah, and again, it's just a variation of the go to sleep. Like, yeah. So. That part of his statement, T-Bar being mad that Sammy Guevara stole his move, made me go, eh, <laughs> let's see more about this. Yeah. But then he went and like, really, like, crammed in a lot of shit talking into a very small amount of space. Yeah, you only get he complained. Well, you know, like 240 characters, dude. yeah. He complained that Sammy Guevara was a virgin on another show or something <laughs> like that. A virgin, I remember that much. And I, I looked at that half of the statement, and I went, Okay, now now this is a problem because this goes from being like me just going, hey, to me just going, the fuck, dude. Yeah, I know. I yeah, the 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 Twitter is such a weird place, man. Like it is. It's, it's not real either. It's important to remember that you do not have that many followers. Trust me. I you know it's under, I, that's and that's actually that's how I pitched it to my wife before because some she's she's mulled over being on Twitter just because definitely because like you know like Facebook is uh, anything we're wrong here we are but uh you know fuck you Facebook um but you know it she she's mulled over getting on Twitter and um and, uh, notifications sorry um and, and she's like well what do I do it's like you just whatever it's not real just say it's, shit it's who cares you know there it's it's it, it Twitter is becoming an e-fed and it, it, that's a fair statement it, you know yeah that's a fair statement. except you know it doesn't matter how good your rp is that no one ever wins the title in the end there's no title no it's an it's an e only, without a title the only champion of twitter is gail simone and that is it yes. literally everyone else and the, there's gail simone who doesn't even have a verified check mark by the way there's gail simone and then there's literally everyone underneath her because her twitter game is unstoppable Yes. Yeah, phone is, is the James Moriarty Cassius of <laughs> Nobody's going to get that joke. That, that, hey, somebody in the future did. So, um, but that, like, Twitter doesn't matter. So I get wanting to be a character on Twitter. I yeah. like, trust me, my, my Twitter profile, even, you know, the, the writer of my favorite comic books ever, Scott Snyder's like, oh, I know the read pile. It's that little circle with the R in it. You guys, I know you guys. I'm like, that's right. Yeah. That's the persona. The, the, That's yeah. the persona. Yeah, I know. It definitely, the the Team Hamifist Twitter account, which is, you know, essentially my personal Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's such a weird thing. Like, I, I definitely had that sort of mental process of, like, it's just Twitter. It doesn't matter what I say. It's, it's, it's not real. It's not real. No. And, and, you know, and. And and even then, you know, there's a there's you know there's a title belt out there that tweets, and tweets, yeah, I, I don't know who's in charge of it, but uh, um, so so just to put a a, a, a bow on this, and then we'll get back to to, to yeah. um, I made a joke 
on New Year's Day. I said, Happy New Year to everyone, and specifically to the 30 people who interact with me on Freebird app. And do you know how many uh, likes, retweets, and responses I got combined? I do not. 17. Hey, that's more than I get, Rick. I have 731 followers, yeah. maybe 35, depending yeah. on the day. I made a joke that of the 730, only the 30 interact with me. Of the 30 who interact with me, I actually only got a total, including my wife and you, of 17. <laughs> oh, and my mom. That was, that oh, was yeah, but, again. Yeah. 17. Like, Twitter is not real. So I love the idea of using Twitter as a way to like, you be like a megaphone, right? Yeah. I love that. I mean, you know, don't, don't incite a riot, but other than that, you can pretty much use yeah. Twitter for anything don't, you want as a don't, megaphone. Don't use it to incite uh, a political and, you know, insurrection. Yeah. Don't try a coup on Twitter and you won't get your account banned. Yeah. Anyway. So when T-Bar says this about Sammy Guevara, it doesn't even have the balls to at him. I'm just like, yeah, yeah bring me all of the drama. Yeah, baby. I love it. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me, daddy. Um, but then, like, the worst thing ever happened. Yeah. And it was the second half of his statement. And, like, dude, like, what are you doing, man? Like, if you want to call Sammy Guevara, like, some – some fresh face, you know, baby twat or something like that. Yeah, all right. I mean, you're being an asshole. Yeah. And, you know, you're being sexist, but okay, sure. Yeah. But like, what, what is the point of it? Fuck you, man. You're a virgin. You're not cool. Like what kind of junior high level bullshit yeah, is that? I, it, to, against Sammy Guevara, no less, who got, uh, who got temp canceled, uh, you know, for, for stupid shit that he said, uh, right. Years ago. But, um, yeah. <laughs> like October. <laughs> well, no, it was from like years ago that he. Yeah, I know, but his cancellation was in October. Oh, yeah, his cancellation was in October. Um, I, I don't even. It, it, I don't even know, but I, I. It sort of. I know the the sort of this the topic that we were kind of circling around. It, it you know, it, it the the I believe I believe that's what we had written down was the the um. I, I don't even know how to comment on T-Bar. So, so yeah. the idea here is, is that T-Bar kind of is dumb. Yeah. For saying that. Yeah. But he's also a dude. He's a jock. He's like, he's just like me. He's like EC3. He's like anybody who does a lot of working out and wants to be big and bad and sometimes pops off at the mouth like an idiot. I've done that. Yeah. He's human. Yeah. Um. And we, as a whole, speaking of Sammy Guevara getting canceled, we tend to put pro wrestlers, specifically pro wrestlers, yeah. onto a very high pedestal. Um, you know, people are like, well, Jackson Riker shouldn't be saying shit that he shouldn't be saying, and Drake, the ref, shouldn't be on parlor. And yeah, I agree. No. I'm not a fan of any of that either. I'm not a fan of that. These are just humans who, their whole purpose is that they're entertainers. Like, nobody... Nobody runs down um, the fact that Tom Brady was wearing a MAGA hat for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's MMA um, people certainly like they don't know what, what is it is. You know, like MMA being or UFC being like the next closest thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. WWE. You know, nobody. If, if somebody from the UFC said something really stupid on Twitter, no one's going to think twice about it. 
they're just going to say, well, that guy's, that guy's a meathead. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, yeah. It, it's very interesting that, that wrestling gets put on such this high pedestal. I, I, don't, I don't know why. Um, it, it, it was for, you know, for all of the, you know, negativity and shit that wrestling gets. I don't understand why the, you know, why, why are they held in such... Why, why they have why high esteem? Yeah, why such high regard? Yeah, you know, why I don't is... know. It is, I think it's because wrestling up until very recently had a very good back and forth on Twitter with its followers. Yeah, and I, I think that you know, because of Twitch and because of any number of ways that you can get in contact with wrestlers and wrestlers, you know, everyone knows that it's a work, right? Yeah, um, that I think we were asking wrestlers a bit too much of themselves, like. I, we want you to be funny and entertaining and cool and edgy, but also you have to be understanding that you're speaking to people. So I don't, I don't know, like T-Bar popping off of the mouth on Twitter to me just seemed like a 24 hour who cares, but it became such an ordeal. And it got me thinking about all these other times that we've been so mad at, at pro wrestlers for just being normal yeah. and, and talking shit. Yeah. I, like, I know I said it like when we've talked, you know, pre, you know, talking about the show um it, it not only are wrestlers people too they're not it, it, if they were whole people they wouldn't be wrestlers you know it's it's it, wrestlers are just as broken and they're they're some of the most broken and weird of us of us all you know that yeah. uh, one would argue you or i are more of a complete mentally sane person than Average wrestler number four. You know, I'm sure, you know, like general terms, obviously, there's, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of wrestlers who are perfectly well, normal. Yeah, uh, wrestlers, wrestlers by a whole are physical artists. Yeah. And artists tend to be kind of nuts. Yeah. It's, it's what makes art happen. Yeah, exactly. I, I sit in front of this really amazing painting that my, uh, my Uncle Steve, uh, who recently passed away, he did when he was about my age. And I love it. It means nothing to anyone except when I look at it, I see rage and I see anger and I see anguish and I see lots of really great pieces yeah. of art. Uh, over here, there's the, the piece that you did for uh, for me. And when I look at that piece of artwork, I just see frivolity and fun and ridiculousness yeah. and absurdity. Art is very subjective, but artists by and large have to sort of be a little out of touch with reality. It's just it's how art is made. Um, and, so and you know, pro wrestling, like for that painting, and, and, and a, a painting that I've done for my, I did it for school, and I have it at home now. And, and similar to the painting behind you, uh, the the one that I made, you know, I I made those paintings by sort of putting on the headphones and zoning out and just like feeling a Nine Inch Nails song. That's where, like, I, I forget which one it was for you, but the one for it, me it was Every Day is exactly the same. So just you know, sort of zoning out and getting out there to a song from fucking Nine Inch Nails. Like, none of that happens with good mental play. You know, if, if Trent Reznor yeah. was a healthy mental person, I, I, you know, that song would not have existed, you know? like I mean, I dare anyone to listen to Sunshine, Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows. <laughs> like, whoever wrote that was very upset. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. So, just to come all the way back to our beginning topic here, what what Dijek did on Twitter was stupid, but the amount of people just spewing endless hate on a guy for calling another guy a dweeb, a virgin dweeb, I'm like, yeah, I mean, again, 
that's very ninth grade. Yeah. But also, like, we needed to devote segments of shows to this. Yeah. Like, no, it, this, it, where, this is what accounts for wrestling news. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, Di, you know, Dijak is a person and he said something stupid. Like, and it wasn't anywhere near as stupid as other things have been. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and, and you know, people, I'm not, the, you know, it, it, you, people, we can, the, Internet is sometimes up in arms about the fact that Chris Jericho is a Trump supporter. I don't like the fact that Chris Jericho is a Trump supporter. I like Chris Jericho. I don't like the fact that he's a Trump supporter. But he's also a person. And yeah. he's he's a person. And he is allowed to have stupid opinions. And, you know, why why are why are wrestlers not allowed to have stupid opinions? I don't. I, I think it's a little bit more than that. I think wrestlers are allowed to have stupid opinions. I think we get mad that their opinions don't match ours. Yeah. And I think the. I think you see that playing out a lot. That people get upset that, um, you know, why doesn't this person believe the same way I do? Like we put a lot of faith into our heroes, um, I, and into. I, in in some way, I think part of it might be because in. It, if when you're it's deep in wrestling as a lot of us are wrestlers are well maybe not you and me specifically but you know the wrestlers are sort of like people's superheroes and but this is a they now, still are to me in many ways absolutely and now but now we exist in a system where you can actively directly interact with your superheroes you can yeah. and you know what do you do if you find out that superman is a dickhead like how do you, or what you specifically consider? Or yeah, what you specifically consider to be, yeah, it, it, you know, he. What do you do when when you know Aquaman says something that doesn't jive with your personal like, what you consider to be right and wrong? Like, it's it's a it's a weird thing. It's jarring. It's very jarring. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, by this time next week, no one's going to remember that Dijak said it called Sandy Guevara a stupid little tweed virgin, but. I'd like to point out, if you called him a pencil neck geek, we would all be very happy with that. <laughs> true. Yeah. Let's see. You got to get your, you got to get your references right. That's fine. It's all yeah. I mean, all Dijak did was try to update on the pencil neck geek and failed miserably. Um, Jesse, you may have noticed um, by the reflection in my glasses, yeah, I, I turned on my TV. Uh, I did that for two reasons. One, I wanted to check the time and I realized it's fucking impossible the way that we're doing it because I only have my phone as my watch. Yep. And two, I wanted to then jump us into our next segment and our entire new topic of discussion. We're leaving wrestling. We're done with that. I'm tired of it for now. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I can't uh, check the time on my washing machine as much as I'd like to. I mean, I, <laughs> washing machine should have the time on it. Yeah, I'm sorry. The right GE, a, uh, a harshly worked. Uh, uh, yes, a note, if you will. Yeah. All right, so uh, let me see here. Let me get back to home. There we go. Yes. All right. Jesse Long, when I bought my Roku TV, my TCL Roku TV yeah. for $300. This episode not sponsored by a goddamn thing. Um, <laughs> I got it specifically so I could watch Netflix. I had Netflix on my PS4. I wanted to put my PS4 in my game room. I wanted a TV. So when I bought... Uh, Roku. And when I bought the Roku, I also had Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, I get Prime Video for free with Amazon Prime. So I'll download that app. 
Uh, I finally got around to buying Hulu because there was a lot of great TV shows on Hulu mm-hmm. at the time. And, you know, all of my favorite uh, dumb shows were on Hulu. So those are the three apps that I had for the longest time. Um, <clears throat> it also, <laughs> excuse me, it also came with uh, the Roku channel, Pluto TV, Crackle, YouTube preloaded, Spectrum was on there. And then and then I got my new iPhone. Yeah. And my new iPhone said, hey, buddy, don't you want Apple TV? It's free for a year. And oh, by the way, when it restarts, which I think it probably did, because now that I realize it's been a year. Yeah, I, it's I was thinking that too. I was like, mm, I might be paying for Apple TV Plus now. Yeah. I, but it only costs you like $5 annually or yeah. something. Yeah, it's real like, cheap. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so Apple TV gets on there. And then HBO Max is now on here. And now that that's five. And, and then soon it's going to be Disney. And Disney's going to replace Hulu, but it's also going to give me Hulu. Yeah. And then I'm going to get ESPN with that. I'm going to get Nat Geo with it. I'm going to get, uh, uh, you know, uh, all of this stuff. And, and, then, and then this week, uh, or last week, rather, before, in between our most recent shows, this newest feature, which is being highlighted, you can get the Magnolia table with Joanna Gaines exclusively on Discovery Plus. Magnolia Table. (laughs) This is the name of my new finisher, the Magnolia Table. Magnolia Table? Magnolia Table! I am the Magnolia Table. (laughs) Uh, It's like a really well put together hardwood table that, you know, a friend of hers had to build and bring it to the ring and like only, only, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't think of his name. Is, uh, uh, he's the deathmatch wrestler here in Orlando. Big dude. Oh, my God. I, uh, the hillbilly heart, not the hillbilly heartthrob, the, um, uh, the hipster heartthrob. Oh, Casanova Valentine. I don't think he's, I don't think he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Casanova Valentine. Casanova Valentine should put people through the Magnolia table. That very, is a hipster very heartthrob. Very tasteful dude. tablescape, you know, the, yeah, exactly. Usually in a Patagonia or something yeah. like that, or you know, yeah, exactly. Wrestling needs more. Wrestling needs more like tasteful tablescapes. I think if somebody took the time to like assemble a really nice tablescape and then they fucking like power bomb them through it, I think it would mean more. It would. Yeah. It would. That, that's that's how you get the people to watch. Yeah. Um, but Discovery Plus was like that uh, for me. That's the line in the sand. Like, okay, we're done. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. I can't, I'm trying to, I feel like there might be an even more egregious one, but I feel like Discovery Plus has got to be it. Like, come on, guys. Like, really, I, what, what, what can you possibly spend $6 a month on? Like, what, myth, but like, reruns of Mythbusters? Mythbusters, right. Mythbusters. And, like, Peacock. Here. Um, Mythbusters, have, the search. Have you seen, have you seen how you can buy Peacock? And depending on how many episodes of The Office you want to watch, there are different levels I feel like of Peacock. Peacock. Peacock is probably it's it, it's on that same level of egregiousness as as Disney or as as Discovery. Um, and the only the only thing is that Peacock can be like free. They have, yeah, they have like three different tiers. It's like here's like free, but then there's like premium. There's like the premium, but then you know like if you have ever like sniffed Com- Comcast, you can get that. You can get it for free, but you get like the premium shit for free. I, there, I think I have Peacock for totally for free, like free and clear based off of something that like myself or my mom signed up. Yeah, it has, but like, right. I can't, I never once I opened Peacock once and I, I, okay. I don't even like the office. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, so let me see. I don't want to. What is the what's plus. the big what's the, uh, can you can you get into Discovery Plus without having to pay? I'm trying. Let me see here. Uh, view screenshots. Let's see about view screenshots on Discovery Plus. So Discovery Plus. Just so you know, Discovery Plus. When you open it up, you're greeted with the following: uh, the uh, the two brothers who destroy your house and rebuild it. Okay. Uh, the the greatest champion of all time, Guy Fieri. God <laughs> yeah. bless. A lioness, just a random lioness. Yeah. Um, a woman who appears to be dressed in blue scrubs. Oh, I'm guessing that's Doctor Pimple Popper. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Angelie. Yeah. And then uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. And on the bottom of this image, you get to see what you're what you're getting when you get Discovery Plus, which is, are you ready? Yeah. You get HGTV. <laughs> you get you get TLC. Okay. You get the Food Network. Okay. You get Discovery, obviously. Yeah. Um, you get, I don't even know what that logo is. Cause it, it looks like it's ID, but it's like That's cut off in the discovery. middle. It's like their crime channel, crime and oh, like supernatural sure. spooky shit. And then something that's like a circle that is impossible to read. <laughs> I'm trying to find a version of it. I guess that's, a, oh, animal planet. Yeah. That's animal. Yeah. Planet. It's like an elephant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the travel channel. Oh, thank God. So, you know, oh. All of your favorite shows to put on in the background while you're playing on your phone are available to you at any time on Discovery Plus. Oh God, Rick! How much? Like all of my favorite ex like you know exploitation shows. Like I I I yearn to have an app where it just you know TLC exploits you know people and their problems for money. Like I ooh man, I, how much? What bargain can this can I get this wares for? It better be a lot because you have an exclusive ninety day journey, Russ and Paola, where you get to see Russ and Paola's life after ninety day fiance, after ninety day fiance, happily ever after, oh, after ninety day fiance, Rick. happily ever after the return. I I'm sold. I'm canceling everything. I'm canceling. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sell my PlayStation just to finance the Disney, the Discovery Plus habit, which I am now addicted to. So I can only like, watch 90 Day Fiance and uh, Doctor But you get, all, you get all of Planet Earth? You get the Planet Earth of Planet Earth? No, no, you can't possibly have Planet Earth, Jesse. How could you? I mean... How could you? I, 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 for, all of, for all of what Discovery Plus is, is trying to give me, I, I can only assume that they're giving me the world and more. <laughs> Rick, how else called... am I going to be able to to binge watch Bobby and Giada, their strangely non platonic relationship going around the world? I the last thing on this how menu am I supposed is... to watch my feet are killing me on binge? Like, how am I supposed? What am I going to do? I need my my Amish <laughs> bakers with seventy five children fix i need it i need it all right so some of some of the some of the the highlighted uh shows this is fifty five thousand plus episodes with more added daily uh you get chopped challenge at home okay fine, fine. okay okay every time okay every time okay i'm we're dunking on this a lot but every time you mention something good from the food network i'm like all right fuck all right okay uh you could you could get worst cooks uh, you can get BattleBots Bounty Hunters. Fuck. Uh, okay. You're going to give me Chopped and, ba and BattleBots. I might sign up. 
<laughs> you get you get a show called Brother versus Brother, which I've seen the female version of that in very short thirteen minute documentaries a number of times. <laughs> um, uh, Beyond Borders, what, what which I've got on Rick. Uh, it, it's it's just you download it. It's it's there forever. Oh. Uh, you get ninety day diaries, which I'm guessing is another ninety day fiance thing. I, the, uh, paranormal lockdown. I just need to know what the fuck that is. That <laughs> what? Tell me more about what a paranormal lockdown is, as opposed to your normal lockdown. Of course, <laughs> they they do a Ouija board and then they lock the doors behind you and be like, "Good luck." And then and then there's a show in the bottom right hand corner that. But for some reason, they're highlighting, and it just infuriates me. And all I see is Lottery Dream Home. Lottery Dream Home? So I'm guessing it's cribs, but for people who are less deserving than rap stars and music moguls. <laughs> I can Oh, and, and I... not to sound, you know, also, uh, like, uh, I don't mean, like, rap stars like Dr. Dre and people who've actually worked for a living. I mean, like, guys like, 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 like. Takashi six nine and a little pump. Um, I don't even. Lil Nas X had a number one album, and he gave Trent Reznor a number one song in the world. So Lil Nas X, you are the man, and you will always get a pass. Very uh, also very pretty boy. Anyway, um, but yeah, a lottery dream. Jesse Long, how do you not want lottery dreams? I, Tell me, Rick. I'm waiting for this show to end so I can just kick my kids out of the living room and watch nothing. I, the 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 glut of garbage. I wonder if maybe this is what non wrestling fans would react if they got on the WWE network. And you know, somebody there's there's a non wrestling version of this show where it's just a bunch of like TLC and Discovery weebs sitting there going like, you know, NXT. What the fuck is that? What the fuck? In fairness, Fred, they would probably the, what the fuck on... is a Great American Bash. I was gonna say maybe maybe keep them away from Legends House. <laughs> they would love Legends House. Oh. <laughs> oh, and I think I well I, I think WWE probably wanted that shit to end up on TLC or Discovery, and then you know the network happened. Or a friendly reminder: TLC literally stands for the Learning Channel. So whenever you're watching not, a show, no, <laughs> there's been zero learning. There's no more yeah. learning. I can learn what learning. a zit sounds like when it pops. I can learn. Uh, Learn what it's like to marry a foreigner. Learn what it's like to be swindled by a foreigner. Yeah. Learn what it's like to live a 600-pound life. Going to give you a heads up. It's tough. It's tough to be 600 pounds. Yeah. That's a difficult life. You've now seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> you can learn how much people are willing to be exploited for money on television. I'm going to let you in on a secret, Jesse Long. Uh, I'm pissed they haven't come to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is 100%, you know, if, yeah. If, if the, yeah. The, the second TLC hits us up with my stupid podcast life, we are, we're, we're fucking, we're golden. I should have already been on that show. I know, exactly. I, I, this I one, already look like, 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 like a bad Xerox of Mark Marin to begin with. Why am I not? I'm, I'm like I'm like that one episode of uh, uh, Clone Wars where they find the Bad Batch. I'm like the Bad Batch for Mark <laughs> Maron. Like that's me. There we go. Uh, amazing. Thank you. Rick, now, Jesse, I mentioned we've given the Discovery Company way more time than they deserve. I was going to say we have one last thing to discuss before yeah. we move on. On HBO Max, I have found finally. 
that I get to watch Doctor Who once again after literally years yeah. of not being able to watch this show. So what was the last that you had watched Doctor Who before? The last I had ever seen of Doctor Who, I somehow managed to watch the end of 12, okay. where he regenerates to 13. I had seen, I had literally seen 13 once. Yeah. And that was the last I had ever seen of Doctor Who until two weeks ago when HBO Max came to Roku. And since then, uh, the wife and I have literally just barrel rolled through every episode of Doctor Who that is on there. Uh, it was only 20 episodes yeah. plus two Christmas There's specials. Not, yeah, like I would say we're not getting a lot of Doctor Who. It's 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 pretty depressing. And it, we're talking about, this has been like three years worth of content and maybe even more. I don't even know. It, it's, you know, time has no, you know. There is, yeah, time does not exist in time, reality anymore. Now, but it, it's, you know, when I think about, you know, Jody's first episodes, I'm like, God, that feels like. That was so long ago. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, and the, the last year, this in 2019, we get, at some point in 2019, we got the, the second season of the 13th Doctor. And I remember we started it, and then before I even realized what was happening, it was over. And I was like, really? This is it? We waited so long, and this is all we got. And so, okay, so this sort of ties in has been announced that the 13th Doctor is going to be regenerating at the end of this upcoming season. Um, or, you know, it hasn't been announced, but it's been said. You know, Jody's Right. right. Um, and she, she done. She, she gone. Um, which, I mean, it's, it's, it's common. You know, there's, you know, she, they, it's been sort of referenced that, you know, both Tennant and Smith and Capaldi also did three seasons. Um, and so, it, 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 you know, it, it feels like we haven't got a lot of Jody, but it's going to be three seasons worth. Um, so you, you've, you've got... Yeah, but in, in fairness, one of those seasons, one of, one of Tenet's seasons is like 34 episodes long. So Yeah, no, yeah, with, yeah the Tenet seasons are a hell of a lot longer. No, there was that one season where it was just like three specials. So That's true. Um, yeah, yeah. And then if you Six look at one of Capaldi's seasons, it, 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 the end of it is Christmas special and then another Christmas special. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I see. I see. Yeah, I but um, it, it, it's been sad. The, the 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 volume of Doctor Who that we are given on a yearly basis has been slowly collapsing, like a like a star. Like, it's, but I I'm worried there's not going to be a supernova at the end. Uh, but so, what are your what are your thoughts on the thirteenth Doctor seasons? So the first season, which I, I love the uh, beautiful irony that uh, 13 starts with 11, by the way. Yeah. That's great. Um, I was actually, I pulled it up just for reference. Uh, the first episode, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, was very herky-jerky. But that's sort of par for the course with regeneration yeah. episodes. There's not, you know, like you're not really sure who this doctor is yet. They're not really sure who they are. Yeah. So, you know, I like the, uh, I like the, the Man Who Fell to Earth reference. It's, it's a great, yeah. uh, that's cool. The Ghost Monument episode was okay, but then they really start getting into it. Rosa might be one of the best episodes of Doctor Who ever. No, for, for 100%. They, they tackle so much, and they get so into reality of today. Like, yeah. Rosa is just as good of an episode as the first episode of Watchmen in terms of you need to learn about history yeah. of people of color in America, and that's a great episode. Arachnids in the UK was very good. That's fun. 
Um, and then you just start getting into a lot of really bizarre stuff. Demons of the Punjab was interesting, also was, very sad. It, uh, there, I would, I would, it, there hasn't been an episode where I go like, well, that was shit, and I'm disappointed I watched it. But it, nothing has ever really landed. I would say, you know, right. Spyfall, the stuff with, with Spyfall, uh, you know, the master, that, that was pretty fun. But that's, that's the next season, yeah. yeah. I would um, say, I, I, I will say, I, I, it's nothing against Jody is the doctor, though. I, I remember, I feel like, oh, remember, the, in the very beginning, after the first, like, episode or so, I was remember saying to my wife, she, she feels like one of the few doctors who's really sort of hit the ground and you just, and she just sort of landed perfectly in being the doctor. She sort of inhabited the doctor perfectly and yeah um but the episodes writ large have been sort of like okay yep which I'm, kind of I, which for me is kind of disappointing I, I i had a lot of maybe it's me i maybe i had too many high expectations because i fucking loved Broadchurch. Broadchurch was an absolutely amazing show and that was the show that chris chibnall the showrunner did well i don't know if it was it wasn't directly before but he did it that's the other thing that i've seen of his and that one yeah it, you know, ironically, lots of Doctor Who people in it, uh, including yeah. Cody and Tennant and, you know, lots of other people. And Olivia Coleman's in it, too. Uh, all right, all right. Let me, let me say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you very upset. Okay. I'm going to put this idea in here. I think Jody as the Doctor was damn near perfect. I love her talking to herself. I love her talking to herself. Yeah. Uh, I love that she breaks the fourth wall by doing that, but doesn't actually break the yeah. fourth wall. She thinks for you as the viewer, as the doctor. Like, why would the doctor say that? She literally says those things. Like, why am I even saying this? Yeah. And I love that. I felt most of those episodes, Demons of the Punjab, Kerblam especially, was why am I watching woke Doctor Who? Yeah. Like, it's it's Doctor Woke. Yeah. And, and, and they the Kerblam episode, man, they laid that shit on. Which same thing with the episode. Which which, Kerblam is Kerblam is the Amazon episode. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Where like call your Kerblam guy. She's oh, I love the Kerblam guy. He always shows up, and it turns out it's a big murderous, you know, autonomous and and uh, biggest Trump as you know. Oh yeah, and Mr. Biggest Trump and and our actors of the UK. Yeah, and then (laughs) um, you have uh, uh, you know. I thought Rosa was very well done. Rosa was was incredibly well done. But when you got to Kerblam, and then the, the, there's a couple episodes in the next season where, like the plastic the the plastic episode, where everyone gets like turned into like uh, Praxius, the Praxius episode, <laughs> yeah, um, where the doctor is explaining like, yeah, you humans, you've just dumped all of this plastic into the water, and now it's inside of you, and now there's an alien, and I'm like, okay, okay, I, I get it. We're we're killing the fucking planet. You've you've been over. Yeah, it. like yeah. I don't need Doctor Who. It's a very weird role that she plays Doctor because in one breath, very woke. Like it's it's always been pretty woke, and but in the past, it was never so ham fisted. Like there's a there's yeah. an amazing amazing episode with twelve where the with the the um the, the sort of a follow up to the to the tenth to the fiftieth anniversary special with the. Whatever the ones that look like big nasty tongues, the shape shifting ones, uh, zygons. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. It, like the it, it was the season. It was the season of twelve where everything was a two parter. So it was like the zygon invasion and the zygon inversion. Um, and and Clara and zygon Clara are like arguing and they want to fucking like nuke the planet. Or uh, 
the, the Stewart, Kate Stewart is, they're arguing, whatever. They want to, they both have their fingers on the button. They want to fucking blow up the goddamn planet. Um, and, and 12 does this amazing speech on war. And I, like, I just, like the other night we just put it on just because it's such an amazing speech of, of, and, and, but this, this current stuff, it's, it's, it almost is like, we're woke for the sake of being that. Right. And it, it becomes difficult because in the same breath, Jody as the doctor is telling us that we're killing our planet, but she's also fighting for every human she can find because humans are so incredible. And I'm just like, yeah. what are you saying though? Are you saying that humans are incredible, but that we keep killing our planet? Who are you mad at, Doctor Who? Who who's yeah. the wrong doctor here? I don't know. Yeah. And there's also it, so this also it's, kind it's, of it's disappointing because I, I do really enjoy her as the doctor. I I, I kind of Same. I you know, I feel like if she had been the doctor during like the past couple of showrunners, it might have been better. Um, I, I, I would have. I don't know. I, I, I'm in. I, I'm going to miss her as the doctor, but I'm not going to miss her seasons. You know. Yeah. No, that's fair. I think. That, I think that giving her. I, they gave her a, a much. Usually, the doctor has a companion. Sometimes yeah. we see the doctor with two companions. Yeah, like nine had like you know like Rose and and um, Jack and. Yeah, but they really hamstrung her because she has to cog around three other people. And at first I'm like, oh, wow, three people in it. But the shows are so much more about the other, like, like the, the relationship between Graham and Ryan is probably the reason to watch the show. Yeah, no, I, and it's, it's weird. It, it definitely feels like, you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, there's the doctor. And I feel like Yaz is the real companion. And then yeah. Graham and Ryan are sort of, they're like, they're like little mini torchwood that gets to it's like that's glommed onto the show. It's yeah, and I feel bad for Yaz because like we only get a very small amount of her story about her running away from home, yeah. trying to kill herself. All this stuff like shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's never discussed again. Yeah, I'm uh, spoilers, but I mean because it's common knowledge. But spoilers, uh, Graham and Ryan leave at the at the end of this Christmas special that just happened. Um, so the next uh, season, it hasn't uploaded yet. So. Right. Um, but so the next season is going to be just the doctor and Yaz, um, I believe, unless they add another companion. Fuck. I don't know. Um, but I, I am, I, I'm looking. He has a little dog. What was that? They're going to give him a dog or a cat companion. Cat's name is going to be Grudge. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of just the doctor and Yaz because I do like Yaz as a companion. She seems to be one of the stronger companions, but yeah, we've yes. so little, yes. she's, she, she's very, it, it, she's, she's one of those, a lot of the companions have sort of just like the, the, as the show goes on, they morph into sort of like a little proto version of the doctor themselves. And Yaz is sort of a hundred, she's a hundred percent inhabited that. And yeah. Yeah. And, but she's she's like the the third wheel which she's like the main companion but she's also the third wheel it's been a very weird couple of seasons and there's a lot of positive but i also think that it's unfortunate that we have uh the stream of doctor who because i got to watch you know 20 hours of doctor who in less than two days yeah essentially and that may have colored me that might have been the fact you might have just gotten doctor who overload um but like even retro you know me remembering it like i again i've i at no point am i sitting there going like well 
I'm just done watching Doctor Who. I didn't have that moment. Right, like, right, right, right. No, no, not at all. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I, I, I never, I never just sat there going like, well, I'm fucking done. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's the wrestling fan in me, and I just don't ever want to give up on it. But I, it, it, I haven't. It hasn't done anything to make me actively not want to watch the show. But it's, it's been kind of. A... <laughs> Um, and like I said to you last night, you know, the pa- this past New Year's special, it was good, but it wasn't special. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll end it with this. The Doctor is at its best, <clears throat> Doctor Who is at its best, when the Doctor has a great villain to work with. Yeah. Um, 12 had the most magnificent villain when we found out that Missy was actually the Master, and that was incredible. And that I'm... was the first time we'd seen the Master in... A, a long time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, since, uh, I think since Tenet, honestly. I don't yeah, think. No, yeah, it was since since Tenet regener- like Tenet's regeneration episode. We hadn't seen since the since the John Sim. Um, yeah, like Eleven completely skipped over the Master entirely. Which I think was great. Like, yeah. I wanted the Master to just sort of live with Ten. And then when the Master came back for Twelve as Missy, I was like, this is brilliant. And then there was this sort of this weird sexual tension between them and it was it was oh, fabulous I, i'm i'm re i'm getting i'm getting into the season with 12 and missy's just sort of been like sprinkled in and i'm i'm so looking forward to rewatching that and uh she was great i yeah the, and then and then we get spy master which the older is doctor incredible reveal the the, the yeah. previous seasons of doctor who have had have done such an amazing job and i don't know maybe this is sort of like a weird little coincidence thing have has done such an amazing job of creating these amazing female characters that you just absolutely love whether they're good or evil you know river song and you know missy and 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 amy and you know like these rose rose you know rose and they're like yeah some of them are like you know like you know martha and donna and whatever and you know some people hated clara i like Clara. hey dr donna um, but, you leave dr donna alone. yeah exactly um but they, they've done a great job of creating these sort of like iconic lasting sci-fi female characters. You, a River Song, I feel like is this, you know, she sort of, well, not transcends the show, but she's one of those things that just sticks with the show forever. Um, and then the fact that they turn around and the show is about a woman and it's, it, it kind of didn't really stick. Yeah, I can see that. But, All right. Uh, we're running out of show, Jesse Long. It's time for us to move on. Yes. It is time for us to move on to our favorite topic of the, uh, of the, of the calendar year. Uh, Jesse Long, I have to ask you a very important question. Yes. What's pissing you off? What's pissing me off? Um, I'm going to... What's pissing me off um, is unfortunately tied to the death of Brody Lee. And I... What's pissing me off is the... People that couldn't just leave well enough alone and they are actively going after Amanda Huber and trying to get her to admit something that was or was not true. They're trying to force her to admit that, you know, he died of something that he, that he may or may not have died. Like we, we, we will never fucking know if he actually died of COVID or not. The, you know, there, the for all, in, but as the story, as they're you know, the the, the focus fact on what's is, pissing you off. Don't focus on trying to tell us. No, no, no. Just focus on what's pissing you off. It's just the people, for all the positive that came out of 
Brody Lee's death, the negative, the people that just came after fucking Amanda, just fucking pissed me off. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. This woman just lost her husband. And, you know, he was, for all intents and purposes, he was a great guy. You know, it wasn't even a relief that he's dead. You know, like, but it, it you just, mm, it pissed me off. What pissed you off this week? Uh, so I, I was uh, tremendously pissed off uh, when I when the story broke about somebody uh, capturing a uh, manatee oh. and uh, and and writing the name Trump into it either as a protest or as a I don't know a, a, a joke I don't know. At first, I was very very frustrated and angry when I thought uh, that when the story broke because I thought they'd actually carved the word into the back of the animal when. I, it was informed that no, basically somebody just sort of held it in place for a minute and literally put their finger through the algae. So it'd be like if you ran your oh, finger okay. on my beard, yeah, or like you rubbed a cat's oh, fur. I, the I, I thought it, I was under the that they that they physically like knifed it in. No, no. So basically, um, manatees are obviously big, slow-moving, you know, yeah. benevolent beasts of the water. They don't do much, uh, but they build up a lot of algae on them. Yeah, I understand that. I... And so somebody. Somebody wiped the algae, like wiping, like wiping clean me on a dirty car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the idea that this was either done as a joke or as a, you know, as some sort of protest or I don't know what. Uh, manatees are like my spirit animal. Like they're the only creatures in this world that yeah. manage to survive but have no purpose. And they're doing a good job <laughs> of surviving on any real purpose. And yeah. They're, they're, they're one of these rare entities, like hippos, by the way, are fucking monsters. Don't ever get near a hippo if you see them in the wild. They will fucking eat you. Yeah. More people are eaten by hippos than are bitten by sharks. Look it up. It's true. Manatees are those you know, like cutesy things that you read about, that you think a hippo is. It's just this big, lumbering, literally sea cow. It just yeah. floats there. It doesn't do anything. So I love manatees. So the fact that somebody felt the need to literally use the, using the term properly here, molest one of them made me furious. It just, oh, it just pissed me off yeah. so much. No, I agree. Uh, uh, though I will say the, uh, the uh, uh, Dave Batista coming Don't out and offering. Like... Don't spoil it. Okay, fine. Don't you have to ask me something? Uh, what did you learn this week, Rick? I learned that Dave Bautista, Drax the Destroyer, is actually a big fan Vice of manatees. What's that? Vice President Drax on Twitter. That, that's fine. Uh, is actually a big fan of manatees and as a, uh, uh, a Floridian, not native, but moved here, lives here, native of D.C., uh, now a Floridian, has offered a $20,000 bounty to find out who the asshole who fucked with that manatee is so that he can yes. be brought into the proper authorities because that is something that you can't do. You cannot mess with a protected species like that. Yeah. And Drax, Dave Bautista, a guy who I know who may or may not have threatened to murder you for calling him Bautista in the middle of an NXT arena and then we all pointed at you at the time. <laughs> yes, that was you, Jesse Long. Yeah, um, it was definitely me. I learned that I my adoration of Dave Batista is certainly warranted and definitely a good thing. Jesse, just when you think you just when you think the your your love of Dave Batista has reached its zenith, he finds a way to just just lift that ceiling up even higher. Oh, okay. 
I, 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 I saw that and I remember, and I immediately texted Nikki. I was like, bust out your magnifying glasses. We're going to home assassin. <laughs> Could use that 20K. Yeah. Jesse, what did you learn this week? I learned that I, I learned that as much as I enjoy being a lazy sack of shit and a, just a human manatee floating through my office, God damn it, when it's dead at work, I, I don't know about you, I don't know what, it, it, maybe it's different for you because you work from home and you probably have things to actually do, but I cannot, it, it's such a weird thing, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm a slacker by nature, I, you know, I, I'm like, I don't like work, I don't want to work, I don't like working, but then when I'm at work and there is no work, I am fucking miserable, and I, it's just a, it, I'm such a, I'm, I'm so yin and yang. You're, you're, it's funny. You, you are, you are becoming a capitalist as you age, much yeah. in the same way I have always been. And a good friend of mine, you know, my buddy Charles, uh, yes. will tell you until he's blue in the face, let alone you blue in the face, that he is an anarchist. But uh, during his time, and that no one should work. Working is, is stupid, and everyone should get a UBI from the government, and if you want to be an artist, go make art, and if you want to do this, go do that, and you want to be a wrestler, go be a wrestler, and that's what human humans should be doing. But when he was still working regularly his full-time job before COVID, uh, he also would fret about the company not making plan and how people just don't work and they goof off all day and he's stuck picking up all the everyone else's garbage and how he has to work four times as hard as everyone else. And I would always record, I'd always look at me like, huh? So the people who aren't doing their job, you don't like them because they're doing, because they're stealing from massive corporate America. Well, I don't like that. I have to do all the work for them. And I'm like, who said you had to do that? Who's forcing you to do that? And then he's like, well, I, and I said, it's your fucking work ethic. It's your work ethic because you're a capitalist pig dog, just like me, just like everyone else in this stupid country, because we've spent 30 fucking years being brainwashed and told that this is how Americans are supposed to be. Jesse Long, welcome. Yeah. Capitalist pig dog is the it's new comic you're working on. Oh, that's an old that's an old joke. Capitalist pig dog is forever. Oh, there we go. That's what that was that was a joke from the commies in the fifties. They would but, call Americans capitalist pig dog. Um, well, comrade, uh, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, my friends, you could find me on my friends. You can find me on Twitter at the Reed Pile. Uh, you could also, if you really don't want to talk to me at all, find me at my uh, my actual name at Rick Sussman. Don't bother following it. I don't use it because I don't <laughs> care. Exactly. Uh, you can follow. You can follow me on Twitter, and you can uh, stay tuned for our show, The Read Pile, every sa every Sunday morning, uh, The Read Pile Live. We review comics. We talk about uh, nerd culture. Uh, my my life partner and wife, uh, Elle Lestrange, she uh, is there always to tell me that the books that I'm reviewing are dumb, and the books that she reviews are great. Yeah. But, Jesse Long, if they want to get a hold of you, what's that? I believe they call that marriage, right? That's fine. If they want to get a hold of you, and more importantly, all of us here at the Wrestling yes. Nerd Radio Network, how do they do that? You can find us on Twitter at Team Hamafist, T-E-A-M-H-A-M-M-A-F-I-S-T. We are on Twitter. Uh, we are on Instagram, not that I ever fucking use it, because I'm 33 and I don't know how Instagram works. Um, and you find... What was that? I'm the same as Snapchat. There you go, exactly. Snapchat is for filters, only. Um, and... 
You can find the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network on Twitter at VWNRN. Uh, you can find all of our entities on Facebook while it still exists. Um, I give it a week. Um, you can find our merch at fullygimmick.com. There's lots of wonderful things there. Uh, you can find all sorts of magical items that have either that either are emblazoned with our logo or a logo that I have designed. Um, there are many. What many, about a Washington Caucasian shirt? Uh, you can find that on any uh, reputable bootleg site on the internet. Go to uh, cooltees.cc and you will probably be able to find a Washington Caucasian shirt just to ensure that I absolutely never receive any monetary compensation for a design <laughs> that I made like three kids ago. Um, and, and then, as always, 321-76-Jerks. 321-76-Jerks. Call Tom. He feels bad. <laughs> For the incomparable, the amazing, the artist best known as the American dadass, Jesse Long, I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman, reminding you that if you enjoyed this, I'm very sorry for you. And we will be back in <laughs> two weeks' time to discuss more things in a two to three second delay from Jesse's house to mine. So, the Sussman, Rick Sussman, the American dadass, Jesse Long, Team Hamethyst, the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network, Give us some fucking money. We love you. We will see you guys real soon. Jesse, get us out of here. <laughs>